the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Monday, September the 12th, 6.05, here in Midtown Manhattan, this is Arthur Idala. How are you folks? I hope uh, everyone had a decent weekend. It was a, uh, for me personally, it was a, you know, a mixed bag. Uh, and I left off with you guys on Friday. I, I took Luca to see the Broadway show Dear Evan Hansen, which was spectacular. I think this is the last week. I think it ends on um, Saturday or Sunday. If you have any inclination to go see it, you should go and see it. It is um, very, 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 very well executed. Um, I found out that the people who wrote the uh, the lyrics and the music are the same people who wrote it for La La Land, which I have yet to see, but I will now definitely see, but also for The Greatest Showman, which is a movie that I absolutely love. It was a movie that got panned by the critics, and the music in that is spectacular. So if you have the opportunity to go see Dear Evan Hansen before it closes, there's only like six uh, actors in it. They're all excellent. There's not one weak link in the chain. And then Saturday, any of y'all who have some young kids, like maybe Imran, um, Sesame Place. It was a blast. Um, these are things when you know when you when you are the quote unquote quintessential New Yorkers that you could take advantage of. From going to a Broadway show Friday night to driving an hour and twenty minutes to uh, Langhorn, I think it is Pennsylvania, where uh, Sam Bellino has been to. Imran, have you been to Sesame Place yet? I have. Yeah. Okay. Um, it is just a great place to go with the kids. And my my big nephew, my oldest Nicholas, came and he accompanied our, a little five year old Arthur on all the rides. When Ariana was there, Luca was all over the place. It was wonderful. And then yesterday is always um, uh, traditionally the saddest day of the year for me. On September the 11th, uh, 2001, I, I lost one of my closest friends, um, Joseph John Hassan III. Um, and um, most people around me know about that. I, I It's the only time in my life I ever thought about, seriously about getting a tattoo. Joe, when we played lacrosse together for four years, his and when he played football, his number was number 23. And I was like, maybe I'll get a, a tattoo at number 23, but I'm not a tattoo guy. I'm definitely not a needles guy. Oof. When I had to go get the booster shot, I was like, I am not into this, but I got it. Well, actually, I didn't get the booster. I got the double vax, but we'll talk about that in another show. When we're doing health and wellness on the Idola Power Hour. Um, today is not a health and wellness day. It's going to be automobiles today. We're going to talk about crime today, uh, blocks hiring uh, their own bodyguards. But... Um, so uh, luckily, before I did anything silly and got a tattoo, 
uh, Joe Hassan's brother, Chris, who's called into the show before, uh, handed me a bracelet, a metal bracelet um, that has Joe's name on it and the American flag and the date. And it, what exactly does it say? So, so funny. I don't even know what it says. It says 9-11-01 WTC with Joe's name on it and the American flag, which is now officially worn off. I've been wearing these bracelets for literally 20 years um, and I have my own traditions on the morning of uh, September 11th, no matter, well, I'm almost always home. One year I wasn't home. I was close by. Uh, I always watch the television. Usually during the week I watch Channel 5 because Rosanna Scotto, who was the guest on the show on last Thursday and will be on the show, her second segment is going to air this Wednesday. Um, she anchors it, and and Rosanna is so New York that I and obviously because I know her personally, I feel a closeness when I watch the uh, the broadcast on Fox Five. Um, they so I always pour myself a little a little something to drink, even though it's ten. Usually Joe's name gets read around ten fifteen in the morning, um, and uh, when they say Joe's name, I have a little a little blast of whiskey. This year, what I did was. Uh, it was 21 years, and I happened to have an unopened bottle of 21-year single malt. And I almost didn't open it. I go, it's brand new. Why should I not open it? But I thought of a quick story I'm going to tell. 22 years ago, the morning of uh, New Year's Day 2000, Y2K, the morning of Y2K, I'm living alone in a walk-in apartment, and around 8, I probably get home at 6 in the morning. At 8 in the morning, bang, 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 on the window right next to my bed because it's the walk-in apartment. And I could hear it's Joe Hassan. He's like, open the door, open the door. So I go and I open the door. He's like, come on, let's hang out. I go, all right, Joe, let me just get up, all right? So I, I go in the bathroom and throw water on my face. And someone, I think even the Christmas before that, gave me a bottle of Johnny Walker Blue, which at the time was $150, which for me was like a mortgage payment. It was a huge amount of money. And I'm thinking I'm going to save it for some special occasion when my child is born, when I get married, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the period of time that I'm in the bathroom washing my face and brushing my teeth and getting ready to go hang out with Joe, I come out and Joe, on his own, without asking, opened up the bottle of Johnny Blue, had two glasses out there, I'm already poured. I'm like... Joe, what are you doing? I'm saving this for a special occasion. He goes, Idala, it's the beginning of a new millennium. How much more of a special occasion do you want? I'm like, very well, very, very well, well said, Joe. And we had that, uh, we had that drink the morning of January 1st, 2000. And uh, it's a memory that will live in my mind forever. So after I, I watched the, well, while I'm watching the broadcast, it was pretty interesting because just spontaneously, Ariana, my nine-month-old, happened to be in the room. And Arthur was in there playing, and, I, and when Joe's name came up, I took a picture, a selfie, and Joe's picture's on the screen, and Ariana's looking at my f- camera, and so is, if you go on my Facebook page, you'll see it, Arthur Idala's Facebook page, you'll see the picture. It's very special to me. I always feel like Joe is with me. And one of the first people who uh, texted me around that period of time was my partner, my brother from another mother, Imran Ansari, and I say this with all sincerity, he is... I, as far as I know, the only friend that I have who's Muslim. Um, and it was just kind of ir- ironic because of obviously what took place on that day. And here, of all the friends that I have who are Roman Catholic, who are Jewish, who are everything else, the guy who reaches out to me first and says, hey, brother, thinking about you, was Imran. So how are you, Imran? Good, good, good day, my friend. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you. Well, and actually, I, Imran, I don't, I'm worried about <laughs> you. I am. Because, you know, everyone thinks of this firm as a criminal defense firm, and that nothing could be further than the truth, right? 
No, that is that, <laughs> absolutely. We have a a very robust uh, civil practice uh, that we have all sorts of cases, from personal injury cases to uh, cases dealing with defamation. Including what was Alan? Alan what was first of yeah. all, Imran? We have an office when Alan Dershowitz was here last week. <clears throat> Imran sitting at his side working on a very major case. Dershowitz comes over to me and says, Arthur, I love being here. He goes, this does not have the vibe of an uptight, stuffy law office. It, it's the, it has the vibe of a family working together on a project. And that's typically the way it is. But today, Imran came in around whatever, 9, 9, 15, kind of said hello, checked in. And I haven't seen him until just now. People were like, Arthur, you better go in there. Maybe he's dead behind the desk. Like, we have no idea. So what were you locked in there working on? I mean, well, Imran's the quarterback of a big team. He's got a lot of people around him. So what, what, are, you, what are you quarterbacking right now? Okay, so, well, two things today. What, you know, on a, a not working on a case aspect, I am emceeing the South Asian Bar Association of New York's gala tomorrow night. It's going to be a big event at Gotham Hall, really showcasing a lot of the South Asian uh, uh, people of South Asian descent who are luminaries in the law, judges, uh, partners in law firms, politicians, et cetera, et cetera. And we have our big gala tomorrow night. So I'm emceeing that. And I was really getting the program together from the MC standpoint. And I was locked in my office, so to say, working on that. But also, uh, we have a – talking about the diverse civil practice we have in the firm, we have a copyright infringement case that we have we're working on right now. Uh, and Law 360 just wrote a, uh, an article about what is the latest in that case, and we are suing. Like just now, yeah. like hours ago, wrote yes. the article. Yes, we're suing. This is hot off the press, only hot on the Idala Power Hour and AM 970, The Answer. You're getting stuff. You have to subscribe to Law 360. You have to pay for that. Here, you're getting it for free on terrestrial radio. Go ahead, Imran. Right, now we are suing the, uh, the rapper Childish Gambino on behalf of our client. My parents listen Gambino. to him often, Childish yeah, Gambino. Yeah, That's yeah. The, he's Italian. You know, they get into <laughs> right. it, the Gambinos. But go ahead, keep going. Um, um, on behalf of our client, who is also a hip-hop uh, artist, and is saying that Childish Gambino ripped him off uh, for one of his big songs. So we got that. We have other copyright infringement cases we're working on, also in the hip-hop arena. So that's our little, perhaps a niche practice that we're, we're forming And what here. about the big real estate deposition you're working on for uh, next week? Yeah, big real estate deposition. Uh, it's a litigation with a multi-million dollar mall down in Florida. Deal went sour, so we repped... Uh, the plaintiff in that case. And speaking of hip-hop, next week I'm going back to New Haven for 50 Cent. We rep 50 Cent in a trial. I'm going back to New Haven to finish up that trial. So, And that's, that's on top of on. all the personal injury stuff. Don't you have a big trial coming up in October, a PI case that PDT gave yeah, you? Yeah, personal injury. Listen, personal injury law is a big part of our practice here. I don't think a lot of people realize that, but they should. Uh, and the trial skills that we all have here, a lot of us are former prosecutors, uh, we bring that into the courtroom on the personal injury cases. So I'm trying cases not only for our firm but also for other firms. Other firms send us their personal injury cases that are going to trial. They know we know how to handle it in the courtroom, so we have that whole practice. Well, there you go, firm. folks. You got it right out of the mouth of Imran Ansari. We're going to come back talking cars. Don't go anywhere. Thanks, Imran. Thank you. So, Mr. Zambolino, am I supposed to know what song that was? <laughs> no, you're not supposed to know. It's okay. It's just a good curious. funky tune. More balance right. to the ounce by Zap. S more 
bounce to the ounce. By uh, Didn't you date a girl? That was her name. Uh-oh. Whoa. Ding, 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 Hello. ding, ding. Sorry about that. There's another Sesame Place alum, Matthew uh, Sambolino. Um, so let's get serious for a second and talk about our friends at Connors and Sullivan. Um, because there's a real deadline coming up. The legislature changed some laws. And you need to act now to make sure your family is protected. Basically, under the new law that comes into place on January 1st, 2023, the government is going to look back and see what you've done with your money um, over the last 30 months. So basically two and a half years and to see if they're able to claw back any gifts that you've given to family members or anything along that sort where you were hiding money or giving money away so that you were eligible for uh, benefits specifically home care benefits. Financial transfers must be made and benefits applications must be submitted before December 31st to ensure eligibility and protect your assets. So more than ever, the time to plan is now. Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law, are experts in this area and can help you get in under the deadline. But you must start the process as soon as possible before the start of December to complete by the end of the year. So don't hesitate. This is a real deadline. We're not making this up. Look up the law on your own. Home care benefits uh, in, in the state of New York. So call Connors and Sullivan today. Don't delay. It's 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Balance of nature. Changing the world one life at a time. I guess I heard the ads. That was mainly it. That's when I started. I didn't know anybody else that was taking it, but uh, I just started on it and got through Christmas. And I went to, after New Year's, I went to Arizona to visit my friends that live in Sun City. And uh, I was out walking one day and I thought to myself, I feel good. I just feel like I'm about 15 again. And, you know, I'm 80-something, so, you know, that's pretty good. I just couldn't believe how how great I felt. And every day when I got up, I felt great. Start your journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get free shipping. And don't forget to get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code GORKA. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-27. Eight eight. she wanted to be. She said, "Baby, can't you see? I wanna be famous, a star on the screen, but you can do something in between. Baby, you can drive my car. Yes, I'm gonna be a star." I don't know if we're allowed to call her baby, although Lauren's pretty cool, but she could drive her car and she definitely knows what she's doing about. And uh, I know her husband tells her, I love you. So she covers all the bases. 
Uh, no strangers for, to the Arthur Idala Power Hour, Ms. Lauren Fix. How are you, Lauren? I'm good, Arthur. How are you doing? I'm great. I have to tell you, I saw, so my brother-in-law, who's a car guy, Dr. Lawrence Haynes, uh, as am I, and, and we, we, he's always sending me articles from Road and Track and Car and Driver, and so he took the plunge and he got the Tesla, the like the minivanish one, not the one where the doors go up and down in the air, yeah. but the mini, yeah, the right, okay. Mm-hmm. And it does, look, it does cool stuff. It puts on like a Christmas show where the windows go up and down and the lights blink. I mean, it's like something out of how, the love bug. What was his name? Um, who what was the name of Howie? Herbie. Herbie. Herbie the Herbie love bug. Herbie the right. love bug. Right. And I mean, you know, so that's that that that's cool, and it it has rocket speed and acceleration. Um, but I saw some, and you know, and I'm driving these old, you know, cars with literally with carburetors in them, right? Dual Weber carburetors. And I saw something on Facebook this week. And you look, you can't, you can't deny the technology and the technological advances that the Tesla has. But I saw something on Facebook this week, which I love. I haven't been able to share it with Dr. Lawrence yet, but it says, um, a microwave cooks a hamburger a heck of a lot faster than a grill. But I never ask. I never hear anybody asking for a microwave hamburger, and, I, <laughs> and it, to me that kind of sums it up because um, I, I think uh, I did drive the Tesla. I didn't drive it far for any distance, but I think the the point is there's a lack of that that barbecue flavor and aroma and grit and charredness. That, you know, that if you throw, it's true, right? You throw a hamburger in the microwave, probably put it in for a minute and a half and it's cooked. But it's a rubbery thing that you don't really want to eat. Or you throw it on the flavor grill, it may, take, yeah. flavor. it may take seven minutes, but it comes off, it's delicious. Um, so that was my, I mean, look, Lauren, you and I, it's no, the, the regular listeners of uh, this show know that you and I aren't the biggest fans of the, uh, the, the new electric cars. But according to California, it's going to happen, right? Well, we'll see. You know, it's funny. Um, I have a lot of friends that live in L.A. and many of them live there most of their lives. And I, I first thing I called is I called my buddy Carl. I go, hey, what do you think is going to happen with this? Is this really going to happen? They're going to go all electric. He said, nope. Goes, this has happened before. I go, okay, talk to me. So apparently in the past, in the 80s, in the 90s, in the 2000s, and now here we are in 2022, they passed these bills that think that they're going to remove all gasoline-powered vehicles. Until about two years into this, as people, manufacturers start to shift, everyone starts to think about what they're going to do. Does this work for me or not? And then about uh, two years later, they go, oh, it's an election year. Yeah, we're not going to do that. And everything disappears, and it goes off the docket, and the law never goes into place. Now, you may see some residual from it, like we've seen Zeb credits, which is how Tesla makes their money through the carbon credits. Um but if you start looking at all that, you start realizing that that is exactly uh, what what's going to end up happening. And it doesn't surprise me. Um, it's easy to make a statement like that also with 17 states saying, we're going to jump on board. But when they get pushback from you, you the voters, you the ones that put these people in office, they really start to think about this because who it, re- it doesn't hurt wealthy people. So they go buy an electric car. What's the big deal? But for those people that can't, and they buying they live in an older car from maybe a two thousand Taurus. They they can't afford it. They can't afford the new insurance. They can't afford the car payment. They don't have a garage to to charge. And all it does is put them behind the eight ball. So what it also does for everybody else is it causes car prices, both new and used, to go crazy. So new prices will increase because if California 
goes through with this and they say no more gasoline powered cars and people want gasoline powered cars, so buy them from other states. You know, tell someone who lived in Montana who moved to California they can't bring their vehicles, they're going to bring them. So that's when is the California thing supposed to go into effect? 2035? Is that what it is? 2023 initially with uh, initially starting at 8% and then increasing 8% until it reaches 2035 at full 100% no new gasoline powered cars. But used cars can be gasoline powered and used EVs and used gasoline powered cars went through the roof when that came out because people are like, I'm going to get as much as I can get. So people are buying cars. They're maintaining what they have and they're keeping them, which is probably going to be the answer for many. But the price for the rest of the country, New Jersey, New York, and everything else are going to go up. But don't worry, Kathy Hochul has already said that she's going to follow suit. That's already been noted, as well as New Jersey. I have a list of all the states on my Car Coach Reports channel. Lauren Fix, what is General Motors' policy about electric cars? Well, see, mm, this is a very touchy subject. They claim they're going to go all electric. But you have to remember, General Motors got bailed out by the government. So they still have people that work at General Motors that are government officials, even though they paid back the loan. So there's still a lot of integration, shall we call it. But at Ford, they're going to follow suit. The domestics are all jumping on board because they don't have a choice. They'll be penalized billions of dollars. However, BMW said, this is a really dumb idea. This electric thing is going to kill our country because 70% of German uh, residents work for the auto industry. So you're going to put all these people out of business, potentially. So what they've decided to do is to go with hydrogen. We have unlimited supply of hydrogen. It's in the air, and they can separate it, and they can use it to power gasoline-powered cars and EVs. Interesting, and it fills up quicker. They're also working on e-gas, which is being worked on through Porsche, which is going to be which is part of the Volkswagen group. Uh, this will be full synthetic gasoline. It's already in testing as we speak being produced in Australia, in Chile, here in America, and it's going to come right now. They said if they were to sell it today and they're not done testing it, it should be able to go into any vehicle. So when I was in... Nothing out the tailpipe. $4 a gallon so far. I'm going to make you laugh. Um, In Italy for years, uh, my friend Dario, uh, who lived in in Rome, he had a a, whatever the biggest launcher was, like the launcher Delta Mm -hmm. or something like that, and in the trunk, it, it looked like a propane tank. But it was a hydrogen tank, <clears throat> and there were certain yeah. Yeah, there were certain stations, and the car ran on hydrogen because it was a lot less expensive than than gasoline. So, is that a an option for the future of, in terms of alternative uh, pro- propellants for automobiles? Yes, absolutely. I think in the end, although everyone's talking EVs, the truth is only eighteen percent of California is driving EVs, and only six percent of the entire U.S. So, with that fact. I think the results will be, it'll be in the mix. You can have one if you want one. There should be no rules against that. If you want diesel, gasoline, you want hybrid, you want plug-in, you want hydrogen or CNG, which is compressed natural gas. You're also going to see algae. There's going to be a lot of really cool propulsions coming out. But I'd rather see the investment in that than going to EVs because that makes us totally reliant on China. And that is a problem. Because if we do that, we then take away our safety and security being energy independent. So keep that in mind and remember that whoever you vote for, no matter what side it is, that you get what you ask for. There you go. Lauren Fix, What we have two minutes left. Anything else new, up and coming, breaking news in the automobile world? Yes, yes. Tomorrow I will be in Detroit for the launch of the Mustang. It is under media protection and embargo. 
but Wednesday morning I will have a walk around with it. I'm very excited to see the new Mustang. We'll also see the new uh, one-ton Ford truck. I'll be at the Detroit Auto Show, so I'll have tons of new vehicles to show. And then later on that week, I'll be at the Detroit Concord d'Elegance as a judge, so I'm pretty excited. Wow. Okay, so uh, are we going to be able to grab you one day next week for uh, a little update sure. on the, uh, what's going on in Detroit? Is, De- is Detroit the, like, preeminent American car show? There's not much left in Detroit. Only five manufacturers of 13 are showing up, so the rest are going to be local dealers. Uh, the big show has now come down to New York and L.A. The Detroit, which used to be the New York International, or, I'm sorry, the, the North American International Auto Show, has been pared back. But the Concord Elegance will be great. There will be domestics showcasing product from Jeep, General Motors, and Ford. But uh, most of the other manufacturers have decided to pass. Wow. Because, I mean, Detroit was mm-hmm. a, Huge. It used to be a big, right. <laughs> As I was a kid, I was like, yeah. it all started in Detroit and you'd, Pre-internet, you like look at the magazines, like what's going on in Detroit, because then it's going to be over here in New York. Mm-hmm. All right, well, Lauren Fix, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Um, I'm excited to hear. Is there any other besides the Mustang? Any other big unveiling at the Detroit Auto Show you're expecting? Yes, there's going to be a Jeep that plans to compete head to head with the Bronco, and it's going to be all electric. So that should be interesting. Bronco is planning to come out all electric. I would never buy one, but to each his own. Uh, we're also going to learn some more information, some other products and technologies that are coming out. So it's becoming more of a technology show. Doesn't Hummer have a big EV coming out? It's already been out. We've already reviewed it on my Car Coach Reports channel. It weighs 9,500 pounds. She's a pig, but she's beautiful, and she can drive over anything. It's a very cool car. That's one of those okay. vehicles you have as your fifth or sixth car to show up at the club and go, I'm driving a Hummer. What are you driving? All right, Lord Fix, thank you so much. Next week should be live from Detroit Auto Show, uh, filling us in on on all the breaking news. So, Lauren, safe travels, and always a pleasure to speak with you. Thanks, Arthur. Okay, we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about private security guards on streets in Greenwich Village. Is that what it takes to keep us safe in New York? Don't go away. Hi, Kevin McCullough. It's Monday. That means it's time to talk about your money. What are those good investments that are safe to plug into even when the market's acting all crazy? You don't want to miss Hillary Kramer and yours truly, Kevin McCullough, tonight at 7 as we help you figure it out. This is Carol Platt-Lebow for townhall.com. President Joe Biden took square aim at all 74 million of his fellow Americans who voted for Donald Trump, denouncing what he called MAGA Republicans as semi-fascists. The speech was angry, divisive, and profoundly cynical. Throughout the primary season, Democrats have been pouring money into Republican races. Their strategy's been to boost the candidates who can most readily be characterized as MAGA Republicans on the theory they'll be easiest to beat in a general election. Someone should ask President Biden a simple question. Are his Democrat colleagues so hungry for power that they'll risk electing semi-fascists? Or is the president dividing us to motivate the Democrat base, or even, God forbid, to bait some troubled soul into a violent response? Americans, left and right, deserve so much better from our president. Shame on Joe Biden. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.
Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michael's of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michael's of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michael's of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michael's of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michael's of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Now in stock in all trim levels and all with a flex Flexibility of third row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. Well, here in New York City on a Monday evening, 632. Uh, look, there's one issue we can't get away from, which is crime, crime, crime. Uh, you know, today I had no problem. I didn't even see a, a rat. I saw a mouse today. To see a mouse in midtown Manhattan in the middle of the day in broad daylight, you know what that means? It means there are a lot of mice around because usually those guys, you know, are pretty good, do a pretty good job being hidden. Um, and when we had uh, Mayor Adams on the show, he talked about how much he hates rats. Um, traffic is not doing great. Sanitation has definitely been better. There's no doubt that the streets have been cleaner in the past. But um, as Joe Hines said when he ran for uh, New York State Attorney General in 1994, if we don't fight crime, the other fights don't matter. And it's true. Okay, the, the streets are clean. The garbage is getting picked up. There's no rats. There's no traffic. But you're afraid to, you know, you're going to get your throat cut or robbed or mugged or, or sexually assaulted. So it was widely covered that a block association in Greenwich Village, so that's an area that's known as being a pretty liberal area. It's always had a low-level crime element to it, but they, the residents there, I mean, the real estate there, just Google it. Do Google the real estate in Greenwich Village and see how extraordinarily expensive the rents are and the, the apartments if you want to buy one is. I mean, it's... It's insane the numbers that people are paying to live there. And yet, it, 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 it you know what? I'm going to talk to our next guest about it. They're talking about people smoking crack out there. I didn't even know they was, crack was still around. I know heroin is bigger than ever and, and all the, the opioids. But um, they, so they went out and they hired, they pooled their money. Now, it shows you these are people who have that kind of money on top of paying Seven, eight, nine, ten thousand dollars a month for rent, or more than that as a mortgage payment. They have the expendable income to throw money into the hat and hire a private security company to patrol the streets um, because they said the NYPD in and of itself is not doing enough. So let's bring a veteran of the NYPD, criminal justice professor of Pace University, former army officer, and a doctor, Dr. Darren Porcher. Hey, doctor, it's Arthur Idala. How are you, sir? Good evening, Arthur. Good evening to the listeners. 
and I couldn't be happier than be on your show on a Monday night where we're speaking to some terminal issues that are impacting on the quality of life for us as the eight and a half million residents that live in the city of New York. So if you don't mind, I'd rather call you lieutenant for this segment for the doctor, because that's really what I want you to, you know, you were on the streets um, and and to some degree, right, when you have to hire private security, you're telling the NYPD you're not you're not getting your job done. Is that correct? Well, that's one part of it, but I really think that it speaks to the testament of the NYPD's inability to provide safety for us as New Yorkers under the purview of the social contract. This is something that we are afforded based on tax revenue, and I believe that it's somewhat of a challenge whereas we have the more affluent neighborhoods such as this in Gren- this this community in Greenwich Village that has the ability to spend money for private armed security. So now it's becoming an issue of the haves and the have-nots. And that can be a very dangerous rabbit hole going down because we all have uh, an expectation and deserve a sensible level of security in the city of New York. So, th- I mean... Obviously, you take the money part out of it, and I, I know it's impossible. But it reminds me of going back to the '80s when, when Curtis Lee were, you know, and the uh, the Red Berets there, the Guardian Angels, you know, came in. It was basically saying, "Hey, look, the cops aren't getting it done, so we have to figure it out on our own." Um, but you're right. Here, it's all about money. But what's interesting to me, Lieutenant, is that. Uh, this is a neighborhood that's kind of known for being very liberal. If you look at their voting record, they vote probably the most liberal in the country. Uh, they're kind of known for like uh, uh, embracing the grittiness and the low-level crime. But they're the ones who have the deep pockets and took these this rather unique step. I mean, you're a professor. This is what you teach. I don't remember in the city of New York. I've heard of the Guardian Angels, obviously. I never heard of a community hiring a community like this, just streets, random streets, hiring private police protection this is somewhat of an aberration and i'm not familiar to familiar with a, a similar example that occurred here in new york but i'll tell you out in san francisco that being nancy pelosi's district her congressional district you do have something similar that's happening there i'm not saying that it's a bad thing if a community has the ability to afford itself private security protections. We see it happening out in Brooklyn where you have the, um, the, shor- the, the shop room um, patrols that, that assist the, uh, the Jewish communities. But I genuinely believe that now is the time for the NYPD to target these communities that are experiencing the meteoric rise in crime and a, a dilapidation of the quality of life and say, wait a minute, we really need to do this we need to deploy the cops accordingly on something we refer to as precision-based policing. And that's merely placing uniformed officers in areas where you have the highest propensity for violence, and it acts as a viable deterrent. That level of omnipresence we've seen be, um, co- commit to great successes under the, Giuliani, under the Giuliani administration, under the broken windows theory of policing. And I just think we want to take a page out of a book that's worked. I don't want to say we want to use everything from the Giuliani administration, but we want to take the pages that can assist us moving forward. Okay, so Dr. Darren Porcher, who's a former lieutenant of the NYPD, so let's let's have a little bit more of a difficult conversation. So you're talking about precision policing, putting police where uh, the the CompStat program, right, the program, the computer program that targets where the crime is. So what happens if the crime areas are 
East New York and Bed-Stuy and Brownsville and parts of, of um, uh, the Bronx where it's pre- predominantly an African-American population. Now you're arresting predominantly African-Americans. Isn't there going to be an outcry saying, you know, this isn't fair and it's unbalanced and it's racist? You're the doctor. You're the professor. You're the retired uh, NYPD lieutenant. What do you have to say, Dr. Daniel Porcher? Darren Porcher, I'm so well, the sorry. Issue, that's fine. The issue is... Those areas that you just mentioned have the greatest quantitative statistics of African-American and Latino victims. So how can you best afford those African-American and Latino victims the best um, shroud of protection? And you have to focus on, look, if this is where the problem is, this is where the solution lies that needs to be injected as an antidote into that particular community. I've heard that argument many times over in connection with over-policing in the, in the communities of color. However, the communities of color are under siege and it's clearly stated that de-policing, meaning having less policing in these areas, has manifested into a greater level of victimization in these communities of color. So let, let's complicate things a little further, uh, Dr. Darren Porcher, who's a, a retired lieutenant in the NYPD. How do you weave stop and frisk into this this conversation that we're having? You talked about the Giuliani administration, the the Bloomberg, obviously, administration under, under Ray Kelly. You know, there was a lot of stop and frisk, and it was also a very, very, very low crime rate. So how do you how do you use both of those? How do you use that tool without abusing that tool? Well, you're a former district attorney, so I know in many instances you've drawn up cases as it related to a stop question or frisk that um, resulted in an arrest. The stop the stop and frisk is not something that's New York based. This is something that falls within the purview of the Fourth Amendment. And we go back to the landmark court decision, Terry versus Ohio, which more, I want to say it drew out the perspectives or the parameters of how officers can stop and frisk an individual based on their perception of reasonable suspicion that an individual was in possession of a firearm. People do not want guns on the street. I'm not saying that the police should go out and arbitrarily stop and frisk everyone that they see in the community. However, you need to adhere, when I say you need to, meaning police, need to adhere to the standard or the tenets associated with stop and frisk, which fall within the purview of Terry versus Ohio. If you have reasonable suspicion, meaning you get a description of an individual that's wearing specific clothing that is in possession of a firearm in such as their waist. The police should be able to stop that person that fits that specific description and search that, or I should say frisk, that area of the waist where it's alleged that that person has a weapon. The people that are closest to the problem are closest to the solution. Those people in the communities are the people that call 911 and make the call to state that there's an individual in possession of a firearm. It goes back to that police and community relationship. There should be, it should be a symbiotic relationship between the two entities, and that's where it comes with the calls, which lead to the frisk of individuals that are in possession of weapons that should be taken off the streets to make our city safe. Well, that that was great, Dr. Darren Porcher. Doctor, um, where are you teaching right now? You're at Pace? I teach at Pace University. And what course do you teach there? I teach everything in criminal justice, man. (laughs) I teach... um, Wow, I teach policing community. Um, 
I, I teach I teach some legal courses. I mean, everything that falls within the purview of criminal justice, I have the ability or the skill set to teach it. So the um, yesterday was obviously September 11th, and you know there were police officers all around, and uh, obviously we lost a lot of police officers on that day. I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball question because I was listening to the radio today, and um, you know people are saying now you know we we passed the 20 year anniversary, we're on 21. Uh, how much longer, uh, as a former NYPD uh, lieutenant and now a professor and a real New Yorker who loves this city, how much longer do you think we should keep doing the reading of the names and, and you know, uh, having these the, the day of solemn ceremony on, on September 11th? I want you to ask the same question to a Holocaust survivor's family. Um, how long do you think we should have a Holocaust museum at any location? The answer is, I don't. Th- I think it should be an infinite period of time. I lost friends of mine and coworkers on 9/11. On 9/11, I was assigned to Manhattan South, working when both planes hit the towers. I was in uniform. I was with a contingent of officers. We went downtown. Unfortunately, there were officers that I worked with that lost their lives on that day. So from a position of bias, I will clearly say to you that there's never, there should not be an end to it. We have four components to 9-11. We had people that came to work and were looking on how they can get home. We had people that died and lost their lives. People that, people, excuse me, people that died and people that were related to individuals that lost their lives. We had people that were home that wanted to do something. Where do you fit within that matrix? And the answer to that is we as a country became stronger in relation to 911. So when you make reference to not calling out the names as we're moving forward, understand there's a terminal group of Americans that are impacted on that. If you're uncomfortable with it, change the channel and watch something else. But if you're a person that supports the victims, we should never forget, and this is something that should always live with us, because this is, if anything, is what made us stronger. When we look at the eradication of al-Qaeda and terrorism abroad, this is something that was driven forth by the agenda of the United States. We clearly understood when we turned our back on terrorism or we just looked at it as uh, from a laser fair perspective, when Bill Clinton was in office, we saw al-Qaeda manifest, run roughshod, blow up embassies overseas and military ships. Now we're in a position of strength in connection with who we are as the United States, and the preface to this is 9-11. So I am a proponent in reading names every year. And, and I'm, I'm down with that, Dr. Darren Porcher. I'm just curious. i got a minute left. Um, and I know it's the very beginning of the school year, but is there anything in, in the school that people are talking about September 11th, whether you know it was this past Friday or, or today, so that young people who weren't even born yet have an idea of the impact that you described had on your life? Well, the students that I have weren't born during 9-11. Right, um, that's my point. And so they look, right, they look at it through a different lens, but the one thing that the students do have is an understanding of it happened. So by us 
reading the names every year, we continue to let it be known that this is an event that will never be forgotten. And it's important that this was uh, it, it, that people recognize that this was a stain on American culture. And we are doing any and everything possible to preserve the life of Americans, both foreign and domestic to ensure that we don't have a terrorist attack of that magnitude ever happen on U.S. soil again. That was awesome, Dr. Darren Porcher. I really, really appreciate it. I know you jump on Joe Piscopo's show all the time. I'm going to be on there actually tomorrow morning as a guest. I know. He's my man, too. He's the one who helped put me in this seat. So thanks a lot, Dr. We'll be calling on you uh, definitely again. So have a great evening. I appreciate you finding the time. Thank you, and enjoy the rest of your evening. And once again, to your listeners, it was a pleasure to have the ability to speak to you on such a terminal issue of importance. Thank you, Dr. Darren Porcher. We're going to be right back to wrap up the show. Don't go away. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. Hi, this is Judge Kamins, a partner at Idala Bertuna and Kamins, and where Arthur Idala of the Arthur Idala Power Hour works at his 24-7 day job. In 2014, I retired from the bench to join ABK, which is a full-service, preeminent boutique firm that has been helping New Yorkers when legal problems arise. ABK is uniquely qualified to assist New Yorkers who have a wide range of legal problems, from personal injury claims and civil litigation to criminal defense and trusts and estates. I personally work on appellate matters, attorney disciplinary matters, and complex legal issues with a dedicated group of attorneys who provide a team approach to each case. There is no legal problem too big or small for this talented and hardworking legal team. So when you think of the Idala Power Hour, also keep in mind ABK, the power legal firm. Keep your body moving with powerful nutrients to support your joints and overall mobility. Invite Health is here to save the day and your body with the best-selling Cartilage HX. Cartilage HX helps to maintain the health of your cartilage and promotes flexibility and mobility. This powerful formulation provides a patented form of type 2 collagen called UC2 that has been shown in clinical studies to promote joint comfort and strong, healthy bones. Just listen to what some Invite Health customers in the tri-state area are saying about Cartilage HX. I had a problem with my left knee and had to take baby steps going up the stairs. I'm almost normal now. Miracle! When I climb the stairs, my knees no longer hurt. Stay active with the help of Cartilage HX. Buy one bottle, get the other free, plus free shipping today. Call 800-673-2345 now to order. Again, that's 800-673-2345. 800-673-2345. If you're considering protecting your retirement with gold or silver, listen up. Mark Davis here. One company I trust for this, Advantage Gold, the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. They've won the best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because they really educate their clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. Text the word BETTER to 48542. Get a free copy of the number one best-selling book, The Great Devaluation, when you text BETTER to 48542. So they can send you a free gold kit along with a free
free copy of the Wall Street Journal national bestseller, The Great Devaluation. With the crazy state of the world right now, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? Don't wait any longer. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value, all from Advantage Gold. Text the word BETTER to 48542 now. That's B-E-T-T-E-R. Text the word BETTER to 48542 now. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Get up and dance, folks. Come on. Little Barry White. It's the Billy Santo tune. Let's go. Ten you're at a wedding, bar mitzvah. Come on, let's go. Barry. Happy birthday, Barry. Here we go. Here we go. Hard stop. Sam Bellino, what's the story with Barry White? Why are we playing Barry White today, Sam Bellino? Well, because Barry White celebrating a birthday today, and uh, unfortunately he's no longer with us. He would have been 78 today. We did lose him on July 4, 2003, at the age of 58. Wow. All right. See, only on the Idala Power Hour you get these nuggets from Sam Bellino. <laughs> Um, Sambolino, you were really excited. You told me, make sure I cover that tonight is the Emmys, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's huge news compared to everything else going on in the world. <laughs> Got to make sure everyone knows the Emmys are on tonight. And who's hosting them? Keenan Thompson of SNL fame. And wh- he just had a big event in his life. What was that event? He did. He received a few weeks ago a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Now, Sambolino, I don't know about me, but I think if you stay on the trajectory you're on at the Idala Power Hour, you too will get a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. One could you know? only hope. I mean, I, 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 it's inevitable, in my opinion. I mean, we, the way this show is skyrocketing and you're the brains behind the whole operation. Uh, I, just, I hope I get invited, that's all. Oh, you'll, you'll definitely be front and center. So in terms of breaking news like the Emmy Awards are tonight and there's a whole shakeup at Saturday Night Live and whether they're going to who's the new stars and whether it's going to get canceled or go on, uh, that's not really all that, that important. What just came on my phone is that the Justice Department subpoenaed more than 30 people in Trump's orbit in the January 6th probe. <laughs> this came in at 6.44 p.m. It's now 6.53. Top officials from Donald Trump's political fundraising and former campaign operation are among dozens of people in the former president's orbit who received grand jury subpoenas in recent days as the Justice Department intensifies its criminal investigations of January 6, 2021, according to multiple sources familiar with the matter. This story is breaking and will be updated. Uh, I, you know, I wish I had something to say. Um, I mean, I have plenty to say, but I try to um, do say intelligent things and things that make you think. Um, there is so much. I don't know. I, I mean, I remember sitting exactly where I am watching the television on January the 6th of 2021. Everyone was in my office. And because of today's date, I will tell you, it was eerily similar to twenty 
one years ago when I was in my Brooklyn office where I was the only one who had a television. It was a big tube television with you know big back to it. And everyone was in there watching the World Trade Center uh, collapse. Now, I'm not saying January 6th is in the same league of watching thousands of people die, but it had that same uh, effect of shaking, shaking this country. You know, we are so fortunately jaded and we're so lucky to take advantage of our government and the enduring aspects of our Constitution that even though there's all this controversy, we live in this world, this mindset that like, well, this is America and there's checks and balances and there's three branches of government to look after each other and keep everyone in check. And our life and our life way of life cannot be altered by anything. And again, I'm not putting it in the same league of watching thousands of people die, but on January 6th, watching people storm into the Capitol, which if you've ever gone for to a tour in the Capitol, there's all kinds of security there, and, and you know, you, there's places you can go, and many, many, or most places you cannot go, even though it's our house, the citizen's house. So, you know, January 6th, uh, do I think it should be the, the number one priority, considering what's going on here? As I said, this is a New York-based show. New York needs a little help. Um, tomorrow we're going to be talking about Times Square um, and, and what's going on in Times Square. And, and we're always going to focus on crime and we're on the mayor's schedule to get him back on. But, you know, I always defer to my colleagues on this channel and on other channels who really focus on the national of politics, especially Joe Piscopo. He has all these great national guests on every morning. I'll be on with him tomorrow morning. But obviously the Justice Department is taking this very seriously. Getting a federal grand jury subpoena is no joke, folks. It is the real deal. So the Justice Department is still probing. Um, whether they actually take a, a, a hand down an indictment or just write a report as to what took place remains to be seen. But um, it's a story that's not going away. That's for sure. And I hope... Everyone's motivation is the right one to see what really happened, not to influence the outcome of an election. You can't play politics with 9-11, and you shouldn't play politics with January 6th. That's it. We got another great show lined up for you tomorrow night. I hope you guys are enjoying this program because I am enjoying doing it. Um, let's have a great week together. We'll be here all week. Don't go anywhere. See you tomorrow. The preceding program, sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.